Welcome to the show. My name is Michael Lynn, and this is the MongoDB Podcast. With the shift to the cloud, many developers have distanced themselves from the command line. So many cloud-based systems are managed using a graphical user interface, a web-based interface. Many developers don't know that the MongoDB Atlas platform gives you the ability to, yes, use the web-based interface, but also launch, deploy, and manage your instances in the cloud using the Atlas command line interface. Super handy, and there's some really amazing innovations that have just been announced. Not only can you manage your instances in the cloud using Atlas CLI, you can also launch, deploy, and manage your instances locally using the Atlas CLI. Shane McAllister sits down with Max Marcon, lead product manager for the Atlas CLI. He ran into him at the .local London conference on September 26th. Stay tuned. I hope you like this episode. I'm really delighted now to be joined by Max Marcon, who joins us straight from the keynote stage. Excellently done, Max. So Max is the lead product manager for developer tools. And whilst you were on stage there with Sahir, you talked to us all about the new experience for Atlas and the Atlas CLI. Welcome, Max. Thank you. Thank you. Super excited to be here. Yeah. Well, look, I know you had a short time on the keynote stage there to fit a lot in. We've got a longer time here now, so we're able to talk a little bit more in depth, a little bit more detail about it. So firstly, can you tell us a little bit about why a local experience for Atlas for developers? Right. So as I briefly mentioned in the keynote, it's because we want to make developers more efficient. Mm -hmm. So Atlas is great. And uh, we've seen customers being very successful at using Atlas uh, all the way from production to development, to their development environments. However, we also know that uh, a local environment is something that uh, I can spin up faster. It's something that I can spin up hundreds of them when mm -hmm. I do my testing. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reason why we feel that adding this capability to our Atlas platform is going to be uh, game-changing for many developers that uh, prefer mm -hmm. that way of working or uh, they just have it uh, um, as their normal way of working with all the other cloud services. And uh, um, so it's a bit about giving people a new, more efficient way to work with Atlas. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's a way of being... Uh, of fitting more with the ergonomics that uh, a lot of developers uh, still expect. So environments are going to the cloud, but at the same time, there is still a good amount of developers that uh, love the idea of uh, running uh, something on their laptop. And uh, with, uh, with this local experience, that's what we are giving them. Okay, so up until now, up until this announcement, how have developers managed this in the past? Right, so since the early days of MongoDB 15 years ago, the, the way of getting started was you install, you download MongoD from mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. our download center, you put it on your laptop and you just run it. And uh, that works fine. However, it, it kind of limits you in the okay. things that you can do. Right. Um, if, you, if you want to use things like chain streams or transactions, then the setup is a bit less smooth because you have to go with a replica set uh, or mm -hmm. with a shard cluster and uh, that works, but it's a bit annoying to set up. Yes. <laughs> um, plus, uh, if we look at uh, what we've added to Atlas in the last uh, few years, uh, we have services that uh, are not as easy to 
make available locally and uh, think about Atlas search. So mm -hmm. that was born as a native service for Atlas. We know how to run it. We orchestrate it well together with your MongoDB clusters. Mm -hmm. And we, it, it's hard to just give someone like, something to download and then set it up. And so we cannot rely on the 15 years ago experience anymore. Sure, now we sure. need to have a, a more um, like out-of-the-box setup mm -hmm. that uh, mirrors what we can do in the platform, but uh, you can consume on your laptop. Okay, okay. So... The local experience for Atlas, what did we launch today? What does that include? You touched on it, as we said, quite quickly. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit more in depth what developers will get with this now. Right, so we look at, looked at the experience that we have for Atlas. Mm -hmm. And uh, we looked at uh, how developers uh, can interact with it. Like, think about the CLI. That's, uh, that's a great way mm -hmm. to um, mm. create your clusters, uh, to manage your clusters. Uh, and it's probably the first touch point most developers have with, you know, doing yeah. that. Yes. Um, I, I work in the terminal very often mm. as well. And uh, having this uh, terminal interface to my Atlas uh, platform is a great way to be productive and to get going very quickly. And so we took that, that experience and we started thinking of, okay, how can we, within that experience, mm -hmm. move the services that you can consume in Atlas to services that you can consume on your laptop. And how can we provide that uh, as an out-of-the-box experience without uh, anything anything manual that the developer needs mm. to set up? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's how we came up with this way of uh, essentially packaging a local experience uh, behind uh, the CLI interface everybody is familiar with. So now when you start with the CLI, you cannot just create clusters or manage clusters in Atlas. Mm -hmm. You can say, you know what? I prefer to work locally. I prefer to work locally today, or that's just my standard way of working. So same commands, mm. same platform, one integrated experience, and uh, you can just uh, run it locally. And uh, uh, going back to your original question, what what is it that mm. we are shipping? Because I know that developers care about that <laughs> as well. So the CLI is the interface for it. You download it. But then uh, the CLI itself takes care of uh, installing the dependencies that you need to run this uh, okay. um, containerized, just a containerized mm. environment uh, on your laptop. And uh, it knows uh, uh, what containers, what, what images it needs to download. And uh, more importantly, how to connect them together. So from your perspective, it's just one connection string, one cluster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously... I work in developer relations. We work on the product and we use the product and we teach people how to use the product. I'm always awestruck by the people who build the product. Mm -hmm. How much effort was this from the team to put this together? Well, <laughs> I'm just the product manager. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, it, was, uh, it was quite some work uh, uh, for the team in the last uh, couple of months mm -hmm. to orchestrate this all together. So. If you think about it, we have all the building blocks. Mm. We have uh, MongoD. We have uh, the search uh, piece of the puzzle. And uh, containers are an established technology. But then making sure that all of this comes together and it works reliably, it works consistently. Mm -hmm. uh, I close my laptop, I open it, and it works <laughs> again. Uh, I can start stop clusters uh, mm. and... Uh, it, it becomes something that fits within the developer's workflow. That that takes a lot of work, takes a lot of testing, um, and uh, and the team did a great job in the last uh, couple of months working really really hard on 
putting this experience together for today's launch. And I know, I mean, the CLI, as you mentioned, is a tool that a lot of developers like to use in. It's, it's super efficient. It's super quick to work via the CLI. You touched on search there as well, too, which was part of the keynotes. Talk to us about the main use cases for Atlas search and indeed vector search that we now have. Right. So most applications that are out there, think of uh, your shopping list application, mm -hmm. think of your to-do list, uh, think of uh, like really any application that you run on, on the browser or your own mobile phone. That always has a search bar. And you type stuff in there, and uh, if the implementation is done well, it mm. will return all the results that uh, uh, match the, the query that you put in. But implementing that under the hood is not necessarily the most straightforward way. Mm -hmm. You can go like simple, you do like regular expressions, but obviously that doesn't mm. work very well. Uh, I mean, if your string matches, then it matches and you get the result. But if it doesn't exactly match, then uh, you you get nothing. Mm. Mm. And uh, we've, we saw that uh, developers always uh, came up with different ways of uh, supporting the search use case. Maybe they would deploy uh, a purpose-made uh, um, search uh, engine okay. like Lucene, okay. for example, and, uh, and they had to manage it. Mm. And... Uh, we started wondering, well, what if we could put that behind the same query interface they use for everything else? And that's how Search was born. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't part of it uh, a few years ago, but that's how it was born. And, uh, and now it is an integral part of our Atlas platform. Sure. I can do full text search. Uh, um, like my favorite way of doing uh, a full text search is fuzzy matching. Mm. Uh, so I can type something, uh, uh, even if I misspell it, I still get the right results. Even if I combine the words in a different way, I can still get my search results. And uh, it's great to have that as part of the platform. And that, so search combined with everything else, all the cloud operations that you can do in MongoDB, I think satisfy probably 99% of the application use cases that you find today. Uh, and then probably the other 1% is now uh, with AI uh, vector search. It's only 1% now though. Exactly, right? of course, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, as here said, you know, we start seeing that yeah. everybody, like in every, like every CEO, uh, starts thinking about like where where does AI fit within my workflow, and uh, vector search is our way of answering that question. You don't need to think about separate products. Uh, you don't need to talk about separate vendors. So it's all one part. It's of It's adjacent, platform. right? It's it's yeah, there. Exactly. You store your data. You store your vectors in MongoDB, like mm. you'd store any other data, and then with the same query syntax, you can just query it. Okay, okay. And you mentioned 1% now. Do you think it's going to, I mean, as you said, everywhere we look, everywhere we see tech companies at events announcing AI this, AI that, it's incredibly hard to keep up with the changes there. But for us, having that vector search embedded locally means that regardless of, you know, what LLMs and what embeddings you work with, et cetera, and how you do it, Atlas is still the best home yeah. for your data that's using vector search. Exactly, yes. Uh, so you store it in data in, in, in Atlas. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you can interact with uh, uh, LLMs, you can interact with GPT, and you combine that interaction with vector search uh, over your data that is stored in MongoDB. So you don't need to store it in multiple places. It's mm -hmm. one copy of your data. You don't need to do ETLs. It's all there. And uh, combined with uh, off-the-shelf uh, uh, LLMs, mm -hmm. then uh, you can uh, answer even harder questions for your customers, right? Yeah. So full-text search is, uh, okay, I, I kind of look for this thing. <laughs> Here are the results. Uh, 
uh, vector search is more like this random thing. Mm. What uh, what what <laughs> related things do I have uh, in my MongoDB? Uh, yeah, and and it is. I mean, I think once I've had to ask to get explained to me a couple of times about it as well too. And you know, certainly the landscape is changing so quickly. But bringing us back to the the local versus in the cloud. You touched on it a little bit earlier, and you're saying, look, I'm a developer. I want to do things quickly myself. Is that the main reason why developers do local? They want to, do, that's their dev, that's their test environment, and, and they want the speed and flexibility of that before putting it to the cloud, is it? So my take on that, uh, also based on me having been a developer mm. for 15 years uh, before I switched to product management, it's mindset, uh, primarily. That's how okay. we were taught to get started mm -hmm. 15, 20 years ago. You just install a thing on your machine. Yeah. And uh, over time... Things were a lot slower back then. They were. Right? You didn't have the connectivity that, that, that is we true. have now. So, the, I mean, that was the correct way to do it because there was no way you were going to yeah. do it any other way. But then that's how you learn. Like yeah. That's your muscle memory. Mm -hmm. right? and, and you keep going back to that. And uh, over time, the, like, the local development... Uh, evolved a bit so you downloaded binary and then everybody uh, noticed that uh, well on my laptop it worked differently than on your laptop and then that guy has windows and it's a mess <laughs> so then we went into virtual machines and uh, uh, and that was great but then virtual machines are heavy to run mm -hmm. and uh, um, docker came up and so everybody started doing dockers like every uh, development environment comes with a docker compose mm -hmm. file and, mm -hmm. and you have your entire stack there and uh I think over time we are shifting to a world where everything lives in the cloud, mm. starting from your IDE to the file system and like terminal yeah. that is behind. Yeah. Think of uh, code spaces, for example. True. Everything lives in the cloud. And so in that world, it's not a stretch to develop directly against your cloud services. You mm -hmm. can develop mm -hmm. directly against Atlas, and that's totally fine. Um, but still, Setting up an entire infrastructure in the cloud takes more time than uh, spinning up a, a local cluster. Um, it's because even just the slowest thing is sometimes DNS, mm. which seems silly. <laughs> Access, but, it's always, always a thing. But yeah. it takes a while before you can actually connect to that thing. If you if you install something locally, then it's just localhost. It's there. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, in our case, uh, the only difference between what's in localhost and what's in Atlas is the connection string. So have an environment variable with that connection string and the application will behave exactly the same no matter if it's connected to your like, local replica set mm -hmm. or when you graduate to staging and production, it's connected to the, the actual Atlas. Perfect. And so you, you mentioned your developer experience, 15 years, the muscle memory, et cetera, et cetera. A new developer coming to MongoDB now, you know, who doesn't have this muscle memory, who you know, not didn't have the confines of having to work local back in the day. How is their experience going to be different now than than maybe, you know, heretofore with this local version of the Atlas CLI? Yeah, I think more and more we see developers starting directly against Atlas or directly against any other cloud service they want to consume. Mm -hmm. I think there's a, the mindset is shifting, and uh, um, and you talked about uh, um, you know 
15 years ago, everything was much slower mm -hmm. and the connectivity was much slower. Latency was much bigger. Uh, things it, was, are, it was nicer back then, maybe. <laughs> less maybe, pressure, less yeah. Pressure. Um, and, uh, and sometimes you hear this use case, oh, I like to be able to like develop on the plane or on mm, the train mm. uh, when there is no Wi-Fi. <laughs> and, uh, but I think things are changing. And uh, when, so not all the areas of the world are as fortunate as we are in terms True. of connectivity yeah, and uh, internet speed. But even in those places, if you think about moving everything to the cloud, so not just uh, the services you connect to, but your entire mm -hmm. development mm -hmm. stack. Okay. Then what you're left with is basically a browser mm. or your IDE becomes just a dumb client for everything that is running in the cloud. And so if you sum everything together, the amount of data that is being transferred between your laptop and the cloud mm -hmm. is much less than if you had, uh, well, you need to download a server or you need to download a Docker image. And then uh, uh, you do NPM install Okay. And you download uh, thousands of packages because that's how. <laughs> that's what it happens. Exactly. That's what happens, right? And and do this on a on a very slow connection. Yeah. That takes okay. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. While if my client is just a terminal to something that exists in the cloud, mm -hmm. everything will be faster. It's counterintuitive, maybe, mm -hmm. but uh, I I feel yeah. that that's that's where we will be going. True. True. And for this, then for you know test development, you're your continuous integration, your continuous deployment environments, your CD pipelines, how does this help? So, you mean local, uh, the local experience? Yes, yes. I think it helps because uh, what we see often is uh, suites of uh, tests, let's say integration tests, mm -hmm. that uh, are, maybe they have like hundreds of, or thousands of tests that uh, they want, the developers want to run for a certain application. And uh, yes, you can set up a cluster in Atlas mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, you can run against that. But it's much faster if you set up like a hundred clusters mm. locally, mm -hmm. uh, each of them uh, isolated in that context. So you don't need to worry about uh, Perfect. Um, inserting data and then removing it so it's not dirty for the next test. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so I feel that uh, the ability to bring this local experience also to your CI environment is going to make uh, your pipeline significantly faster. Yeah, totally. I understand that. And, and as you said, you're not corrupting that environment for others mm -hmm. as well, too, you know. And I think one of the also the things that came to mind where we were chatting, Max, was spinning up and spinning down. Everyone spins them up. Mm -hmm. Not everybody spins that them down as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> so there can be a yeah. delay in doing that. And, and you're kind of going, oh, I forgot I did those. I better go back and and take them down again. Yeah, we see customers who are very diligent about that. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have, either they integrate with our CLI or directly with the Atlas APIs. And uh, they start a cluster, they do their thing, and then they stop the cluster. Mm. Um, we even see customers who, for their team, through the API, they uh, unpose customer uh, clusters okay. in the morning yes and then they post them at the end of the work day okay that's very diligent it is yeah <laughs> and is that maybe that's a cost thing for them right it they is they don't want yeah. excess running etc as well too so in doing that locally you're not really worried about that you know yeah. you're, you can spin them up as you say you spin up hundreds of clusters if you want to do your test and do your development how does somebody get started now with this is it you know if they're downloading 
if they're accessing the seal, it's all there today. It's it's preview today. It's, it's all there today. Day. So it's in public preview. So mm -hmm. anybody can access it. It's basically about uh, making sure that you are on the latest version of the Atlas CLI. Okay. And then uh, this uh, Atlas deployments uh, command that I showed in the keynote mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. available. And uh, if you do Atlas deployment setup, uh, the CLI guides you through an interactive experience. Uh, it tells you, do you want to install this locally? You say yes. And so it will download the dependencies it needs. It will set up the containers and essentially give you back a connection string or give you okay. the ability to connect directly with uh, your favorite tool, whether it's a shell or compass. Okay. And where do they go to learn more? Have we a web page up for this now or changed our docs? And is all of that in place? Yes, it's all in <laughs> Fingers place. Fingers crossed. So, <laughs> exactly. No, so docs are in place. So okay. uh, we have the documentation. Uh, the documentation also has a good uh, uh, tutorial on how to work locally with the CLI. Mm -hmm. So it should be straight, pretty straightforward to follow it. And uh, um, we, um, I, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think, to be honest, uh, I've, I've used this experience for the last uh, maybe month or so. Like okay. since the first commit, I, I checked it out and I was uh, uh, trying out yeah. the demo as the team was building it. And uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's pretty intuitive mm -hmm. um, as long as uh, like, you're you're developing on a standard uh, laptop mm. um everything should work smoothly but then even the troubleshooting information is included in our documentation perfect perfect so in essence you can get it and you can use it now if you have been using the cli before it's just get the latest version exactly and and, it, and it's working if you haven't it handholds you through the entire process and gives you the connection string that yeah. sounds brilliant What's next in for for the tool? What what do you you know planning on bringing out, or can you talk to us about that? What you know what what have you set your sights on? Right. So I'll I'll stay pretty high level. Good. Um, <laughs> I don't uh, I don't want to give away too much, and I don't want to commit to too much. <laughs> but uh, um, essentially, what we're trying to do here is look at uh, what the platform is in Atlas mm -hmm. and uh, what of that platform makes sense to bring to the developer's laptop. Okay. So we started okay. with search and vector search. Those are the core components that mm -hmm. uh, developers mm -hmm. take advantage of today. But Atlas keeps growing. We keep adding uh, developer services to Atlas. We mm -hmm. keep adding functionality. Uh, everything is exposed uh, through the platform with the same API. And so we can definitely think of a world where more services start being a, start being available locally for consumption for development and testing. Okay, so you're looking perhaps at you know which are the most popular services that we have and seeing you know can we bring that back to the CLI exactly. and incorporate it there. Yeah, and we also look at the feedback we get from uh, our customers from the community. Mm -hmm. What do they feel is missing, or what do they feel they would use more if they had it available locally? Okay, and uh, use that to decide what happens next, basically. So that's, that's one part of it. And then the other part, uh, um, and this is, we haven't quite figured out the details, but mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. the idea that uh, your development starts locally and then continues through CI and then eventually ends up in production in Atlas. Like, what's the link between of that, mm -hmm, these mm -hmm. things? Like, can I have uh, like a, an environment that spans across uh, uh, Atlas CI and local, that's the same environment for the one application I'm working on. And what are the things that make sense to like sync one way and the other way? Like, do you have, do you want production data locally, for example? Mm -hmm. And uh, if the answer is yes, how can we make that smoother? 
Okay. So this okay. is where we are really looking for feedback from the community, from customers. So, and based on that, uh, what they expect, then we can try to figure out what comes next in terms of experience. Okay. What's the best way to get that feedback back to the team then, Max, through our for- through our community on a forum? So the community forum is definitely a great way because then the discussion is interactive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, uh, multiple people from MongoDB can jump in. We can have conversations. We can even follow up by like email or mm-hmm. have a Zoom call if uh, uh, the, the user feels that uh, they can give us uh, uh, more input and uh, uh, that we can learn from them. And I think we have a, a sub-forum for that uh, or okay. like a tag or something like that dedicated okay. to this uh, local experience. And then uh, uh, as everything else, uh, we take uh, uh, suggestions and ideas and input uh, through the um, feedback portal. So feedback.mongodb.com, there is a mm-hmm. dedicated section to, for the Atlas CLI. That's how we take uh, uh, input from uh, uh, users and customers on suggested features. Okay. Uh, okay. And if anything breaks, uh, hopefully not, but if anything breaks, <laughs> then uh, just go to our uh, uh, GitHub repository um, for, like, I think MongoDB slash uh, MongoDB Atlas CLI mm-hmm. and uh, uh, submit uh, an issue there. Okay. I like the feedback MongoDB.com because you can add your features and, and yeah. people can vote for them there as well, too. It's, it's quite clever. The community forums, I'm always amazed with the interaction that we have there both from obviously our teams that are lurking, mm-hmm. looking at the questions, but the community itself answering questions for other community members, you know, other developers helping other, it's 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 superb experience. So if you go to mongodb.com forward slash community, you can get in there. Um, I know there's, yeah, there's a, there is an Atlas topic. Is there, and, and you mentioned there's a CLI topic maybe as well. I too? think we've created a topic specifically for this local experience. So okay. that's, a great, that's a great way to interact with us. Okay. And, and we look at that stuff. So it's like not like a black hole, like put <laughs> it there and, uh, and nobody will ever look at no. it. Yeah. So both the community and uh, the feedback forum is something that uh, we use and uh, uh, product managers look at it on a daily basis. And we use that information to prioritize the items in our roadmap. Okay. Excellent. Well, this has been fascinating. It was great to get more insights than the few minutes that you had up on the keynote stage. How did you enjoy that experience, Max? Well, I was very nervous, but uh, <laughs> it was really nice to see like all those people in front mm, of me mm. and uh, in front of here being there and learning about the new stuff that we are launching. So, uh, yeah. yeah, good experience overall. There was a lot announced, and I know we'll have more colleagues on later on to talk about some of the key announcements. But for now... Max, thank you so much for joining us on the MongoDB live stream here at Local London to tell us all about the new local experience for the CLI. Yeah, very welcome. I was super happy to be here.